on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. Welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q&AF. That's where you get to submit the questions, and we give you the AFs. You could submit those questions a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyfrisella.com. The second way is, uh, now that we're on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and under the Q&AF episodes, after you click subscribe, of course, you could drop a comment in there and ask a question. We'll pick some from there as well. Uh, other times, if this is your first time listening, we have multiple shows within the show, other shows that you will get to have your eardrums blessed with if you keep listening, will be CTI. CTI is Cruise the Internet. That's our current events show. That's where we talk about what's going on in the world. We break down some headlines that are uh, trending. We talk about what may be true, what may not be true. We speculate and we talk about how we can all become the solution to the problems going on in the world. Then we have Real Talk. Real Talk is five to 20 minutes of just shit that I think you need to hear and know about. Um, and that's what it is. And then we have full length. Full length is uh, like what you see on most other podcasts where we have a guest or two possibly and we sit in on the show and we have a conversation. And then sometimes we have 75 hard verses. I got a good 75 hard verses episode coming up for you guys soon. Uh, that's for those of you that don't know, I am the creator of 75 hard and the live hard program. And um, I like to bring people on who've changed their lives and tell their stories. So sometimes we do that as well. And I got a good one coming up for that. So that's the basis of the show. And then we have what's called the fee. All right. The fee means share the show. I give you a lot of information on this show that I've gathered over my 24 years being an entrepreneur. I'm a fairly successful entrepreneur. Uh, and that's being humble about it. Okay. Uh, I share a lot of valuable shit on this show for free for you young bucks that are trying to build something out of your life. And all I ask in return is that you share the show. So when I say, please pay the fee, that means share the show. It's important that you share the show because a lot of you guys get aggravated with what's going on in the world and you get frustrated and you say, fuck Andy, everybody should be listening to your show. Well, look, that's in your hands. That's why we ask you to share the show. I don't run ads for the show. I don't run ads on the show. I simply ask that you share the show. It's that simple. So that's the rundown, man. Did I forget anything? No, I think that's it. Yeah, the Q&AF questions can be about anything. anything. But this is a business entrepreneurship podcast at heart. And the reason that we talk about business and entrepreneurship as the focus, but also current events is because for you to be successful in business, you have to have freedom. You have to have low taxes. You can't be oppressed. Otherwise, we can't be successful. So we have to keep an eye on our environment, our business environment, and make sure that soil that we're planting our seeds in is fertile and will help us grow the life that we're trying to grow. So we talk about both here. So I don't want to hear none of your bullshit about why do you cover current events or why do you just stick to personal development? Fuck, bro, it's different shows. You can choose which one you want to listen to. Holy mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. All right? So simple. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Now, you know, the interesting thing about, you know, the, the, the analogy with fertile soil, man, is like even with all, like, I, I have to remind myself, you know, with all the crazy shit going on, this is still one of the best countries that have ever existed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that even despite all the crazy shit, the soil here in this country is still fertile enough to build some shit, which is why these episodes are so fucking crucial because it's like, yeah, we got to cover the, the crazy shit, but you guys should still be trying to build and still trying to fucking grow shit because the, the, the soil is still there. 
it is there, but it could be a lot better. You know, oh, we, it has to be better. Yeah, the, the, we're we're suffering in this country from an embarrassment of riches. Okay, it's been so easy to be successful, and you might be sitting there saying, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's been so easy to be successful over the history of this country if you just put in work, put in effort, stay the course, don't quit, the basic shit, right? And over the course of the last 246 years, our freedoms have been slowly eroded, little by little by little by little. When, now we live in a business environment where they have us pinned to where we're paying the exact amount of tax that you can handle the pay as a business owner, an entrepreneur, an operator that will allow you to profit, but also make it extremely hard. And it's intentionally set at that point. And if it goes further than that, it's going to be almost impossible for you guys who are coming up to really execute and build what you're trying to build. And so that's why it's important that you get engaged in the conversation. That's why it's important that you find some courage. That's why it's important that you stand up for what you think is right. And stop sitting there thinking that someone else is going to work it out for you because nobody's coming, dude. It's us. We're the solution to this. And the solution is going to be you going out, giving it everything you have, living at a much higher standard and representing that saying, the personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Okay. Standing up, uh, showing people what it looks like to win, showing people what it looks like to have high standards. And those people start to see that in you and they start to emulate that. That's how culture changes. So if culture changes, politics have to change because politics is downstream from culture. And if culture starts demanding politicians that will go in and give us a 10% tax like they should, okay, because it should be spent properly and not embezzled or funneled or put to special interests, if, that, if we actually started demanding that, they would have to do that. And that's how this game works. So the culture is the most important part, and that culture starts with you. A lot of you guys try to opt out and say, what can I do? Well, you can actually do a lot. It's just you're trying to defer out of the responsibility because you feel like, you know, that's going to be hard. And guess what? It is hard. So anyway, that's my little speech. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. So what else? What we got? Well, guess what? I bet you got some good ones for me. How'd you know? That's <laughs> a good guess. <laughs> Let's knock these out, man. Let's get right into it. Andy, question number one. Andy, I own my own outdoor cleaning and landscaping business. I've been doing it for about seven years now, and I'm doing very well. But I'm at the point where I am turning down work because I am getting uh, so busy, I just can't handle more. I'm afraid to hire my first employee because I just don't know how to hire somebody that I trust. I feel like I can only trust them if I'm watching over their shoulder the entire time. My customers are used to seeing my face and me doing the job. So I feel like I would just lose business if I told them that I was sending someone else to do it. I want to grow and expand, but I don't feel like I can do it on my own. Any advice uh, and help would be appreciated. So when I started in business in 1999, we started with $12,000, okay? We had one retail store. It was me and my business partner, Chris. And it took us six years to open our second store. And the reason it took us six years to open our second store is because we couldn't comprehend actually trusting someone to go run another store for us. And because we couldn't comprehend it and we couldn't come to terms with it, like you, you've spent seven years, we spent six years basically standing on the brakes of our progress, all right? So 
those six years in business, that first six years are six years that I really regret now that I'm 24 years in. And I believe that it had I understood that you will be able to hire people and scale people and people are generally trustworthy and want to do a good job and want to win and want to contribute. Had I understood that at that time, I would have been where I am now probably four to five years earlier in my life. Okay. So you need to understand that if you don't come to terms with reality, that People will do what you ask them to do. If you learn to lead them properly and delegate properly and hold standards properly, they will not only do what you ask them to do, when you get good at it, some of them will do even a better job than you would do, all right? So, so you have to come to terms with your own false belief about other people. And I understand this because it was the same for me. And out of all, I get asked often, out of all the things I've done, people ask, they say, well, what's your biggest regret? One of my biggest regrets was not learning that lesson faster. All right. So my advice to you now, if you want to stay how you are and you want to continue to do all the work yourself and you want to have a moderately successful landscape business, by all means, continue to do it. But if your goal is to grow it into this machine, a massive company that actually does things, lots of other people have done this, brother. Like you're not the first one that's ever done this. You need to like kind of humble your 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 situation. Okay. You're not in this unique situation. You just think you are because it's unique for you. So the first thing that you have to realize is like, you look around at all these other landscape companies and you say, well, how did they do it? Well, if they did it, I can do it. That's the first realization that you need to come to. The second one is you need to start pouring into your skill set around leadership, management, and understanding how to create culture inside your own business. That way you could scale out labor assets, which will help scale your business. And so that's my first piece of advice. Uh, and, and honestly, it's probably my, my only piece of advice on this question is you need to get over this limiting thought process. Um, otherwise, you're going to work yourself to death and you'll never become what it is that you want to become. That's just reality. Real results take team effort. No one can do it on their own. There's only so much an operator owner can do on their own. You need people. And because you need people, you need to become skilled at dealing with people. And this is a whole nother skill set. The two hardest skill sets to learn in business are how to sell and how to manage. But if you learn how to sell, which you're already understanding how to sell because you've been doing this for seven years and you're so busy, you can't take any more. Now you need to learn how to manage. And that's a whole different skill set. So I would pour your brain into people who are, their content is leadership driven. Uh, Jocko's a great person for that. He has a couple books on this. Uh, that's a great place to start. But there's tons of books. There's tons of YouTube on how to lead. The RTA Syndicate is a great place to learn on how to do these things. Actually, what we cover in the RTA Syndicate most months has a lot to do with how to manage people and how to manage a team and how to get results out of your team. Um, and that's where you get, that's the kind of value you get in there. You get the actual operator's perspective of how to handle real life situations. Uh, not just tactical points that, you know, you don't really understand the context. So I would consider maybe investing in something like that. Um, it's not a pitch. If you, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I guarantee you, dude, that group will accelerate your success. There's just no fucking doubt about it. Um, you don't want to be in it. Don't be in it. Cool with me too. I don't really give a shit. But uh, th that, that's kind of how I see the situation. Yeah, let me ask you this. 
because it's almost, I, I feel like I'm getting like a little bit of like a mother goose mentality when it comes to, to, to this question. I don't know if this is something you find common in a lot of other entrepreneurs where they get so attached to the business as if like, like that's my baby. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like does that, could, I mean, how do you look at that? Is that a good, is that a good mentality to have or does it fuck you up in the long run? No, I think it fucks you up in the long run. I think when you become too emotionally attached to your business, it stops, you, you start making decisions based around emotion that can actually be harmful to your business. So I think it's important that you stay enough detached where you make the right business decisions, um, but also enough connected where you still really care. And there's a balance point there because there's a lot of people who decide to be hands off in their business and you know they don't care anymore. So they're, guess what happens to their employees? Their employees don't care. The standard slips, performance slips, business slips, and then they're like, fuck, I don't understand why. Well, it's because it, you went to the lake for the last two years on Thursday and didn't come back till Tuesday. Right. You know, and the, the people don't want to work for someone like that. They want to work for someone who's driven, who's dedicated to expanding the business so that these people can build careers of their own inside that business. And when you, the minute they sniff that you're no longer going to do that, why would they stay? They shouldn't stay. Why would you stay in a stagnant company? You shouldn't do that. And I'm talking to anybody. You should only be in places where you could progress your own career. And that has to do with the overall direction of the company. If the company says, hey, we're fine where we are, employees here, well, fuck, I can't grow. Even though they probably still can, right? But it's far more limited whenever you don't have an aggressive growth company. And so, and I will say this, a lot of you guys are skilled. A lot of you guys are, are considering career changes now because you're in corporate America and you have these skills and you're tired of uh, dealing with the political bullshit that they shove down your throat and, and, and all this, you know, far left, crazy fucking culture shit that they're jamming down because of diversity, inclusion, uh, you know, uh, the, the green, the green shit. What do they call that stuff again? Uh, the oh, ESG shit, the ESG shit. Yeah. Like that you guys are all tired of that. Well, you know what? There's a whole bunch of us out here that are building like the new generation of big companies. I'm one of them. So like, if you're a skilled motherfucker, like that can actually show me that you actually did real shit. Maybe think about applying to us because I'm scaling the fuck out of my shit. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just saying, and I'm not the only one. There's a whole bunch of people out here doing it. Pro-America, pro-freedom, no bullshit, trying to win companies. That's what we represent. So um, maybe you should think about that, just throwing that in there. <laughs> yeah, because we're looking. Not, not an ad. I'm, yeah, it's not an ad. <laughs> I'm just being real. You know, but you, be, you better be able to prove that you can do what you say you can do. Yeah. No bullshitters. No first-time jobbers. Right. No, oh, I think this is going to be so cool to work at, work at fucking 1P. Bro, this is fucking hard here. We work hard. Same fucking Willy Wonka's chocolate fucking factory. That, that, I actually love that because it goes right into our second question, uh, talking about employees with skills. So, uh, Andy, question number two. Uh, Andy, I have a new influx of younger employees and colleagues. Many are very well educated in theory but don't necessarily have the real world application and experience. I'm finding that these people will typically have some big chips on their shoulder with their $100,000 piece of paper versus me who's been in the real world application for 10 years with no fancy piece of paper. Have you run into these people? And if so, what advice do you have on working with them effectively to run the play? Yeah, I've run into those people. Sometimes I let them sit in my cars. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I went to high school, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That real world shit, that's the shit. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about your degree. Unless you're a fucking doctor 
or a fucking engineer or a lawyer or something that requires specialized knowledge. Formal education. No one gives a fuck. And so you guys will walk around flexing your peacock out because you think the fucking, you know, you're cool because you got a degree. Just know we laugh at you. We laugh at you. We think it's fun. Like when I say, hey, sit in my car, I'm smiling on the inside. Okay. (laughs) So I'm just being real. I fucking hate people like that. Mm. I don't give a fuck what your education is. Do you work hard? Can you learn? Can you not repeat the same mistakes? Do you have the inability to quit? Mm. Okay. Those things matter. Your fucking degree does not matter. I don't give a fuck. And yeah, you do deal with a lot of those people because people, academics think that they're super fucking smart. It's actually is the reason our whole society is in the place that it is right now is because we have a bunch of academics who've never done a fucking thing in the world who are trying to make rules and policy about shit that they've never had to live with, never experienced, they don't know anything about, but they know better than you because they got this fucking degree. And that egotistical shit is what's ruining our country right now. So yeah, I have dealt with those people. No, I don't like dealing with those people. Yes, they're annoying to me and you know they're around. Yeah. What was the question? I mean, is there a way to retrain that? Like, how do you work? Like, I mean, is there a way to work with that? Is there, how do you communicate? Look, bro, that you if don't someone's ego is fucked up about what they've already done, it's very hard to get that out of them unless they determine that it's an actual problem. So you could point that out to them, but it's likely because they built their whole identity around this piece of paper. Bro, we all know these people. I went to fucking Harvard. I went to here. I went to, yeah, you're still dumb as fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, what's the results you produce? It doesn't matter, because look at this. Mm. That's the attitude they have. I know, dude, look, it's like doctors, all right? Let's be real. Doctors, you guys are the most annoying fucking humans on the planet. I'm just being real. Let me tell you why. Because you think you fucking know everything about everything because you went to fucking medical school, okay? I intentionally, when I go to the fucking doctor's office or the fucking hospital, I park in the doctor's parking with my nice-ass car intentionally because it's nicer than all of their cars, and they have to fucking look at it and not say shit knowing that it's a patient's car, mm. okay? I do it on purpose, okay? You guys are fucking dickheads. You go around, I'm, look, dude, I'm just being real. I get it, man. I get it. Am I telling you? No, this is real shit. Am bro. I lying? No, it's real shit. Do they it's not know shit. everything about fucking everything? It's real shit. Oh, man. I went to fucking this Ivy League school to be this and this and this. I know everything about this. I know everything about business. I know everything about politics. I know everything about th- fucking everything, except they can't even change a fucking tire. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, dude, let's be real. And if someone has that big of an ego attached to an event in their, hit, in their past, you're, you're very unlikely to break that without like some serious reality slapping them in the fucking face. Okay? So <clears throat> I don't know how to fucking deal with those people. I, how many people in here have a degree? I don't even fucking know. I couldn't even tell you. I know there's some people that do. I know there's some people that have big degrees in here. But like, I don't pay them a dollar more because of it. I don't give a shit. And nobody else does either. Because the entire world has figured out that upper, upper fucking education or higher education is not higher education. It's higher indoctrination. And everybody knows it. Okay? So your fucking $200,000 degree that you think is, makes you better than everybody doesn't make you shit. It makes you actually dumber than everybody because you think you know everything. And when you think you know everything, guess what you can't do? You can't learn new shit because you already know it. And that's the problem with a lot of these people. They identify their fucking biggest accomplishment graduating college and and here's the thing do you not think that society in, intentionally crafts the narrative that graduating college is the biggest fucking event of your entire life there's no doubt they intentionally do that bro because they want you to aspire to be indoctrinated through their fucking systems mm. 
I, I ate that fuck. I drank that Kool-Aid, bro. Bro, listen, we're supposed to. Yeah. Like, everybody out there is like, dude, look, I got so much shit because I fucking wouldn't take college seriously. Like, bro, I was in an entrepreneur class with a fucking dude teaching entrepreneurship who was driving some fucking Yugo fuck rusted out piece of shit. Learning business. Right. Baller shit, right? <laughs> right. Like, dude, it, look, man. Formal education, if you're a young person right now, is fucking worthless. It's going to continue to get more and more worthless. Unless you're going to go be an engineer or you're going to go be something that's very specialized. If you're going for business or fucking arts, or dude, do not fucking do it. Because the whole play is to get you chained up to debt so that you have to go out and pay that shit back. That's what nobody talks about. It's the truth. There's an 18-year-old. Here go $200,000 worth of debt you'll deal with. Yeah, but they won't give you $200,000 to start a fucking business, will they? Right. Right. Makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Makes sense. So the whole fucking college education system is a fucking scam. I don't care what any of you guys think. And if you're fucking going to argue with me about it, it's probably because you have some overpriced degree that ain't got your shit. <laughs> so real. So I don't know what to fucking tell y'all, man. You got fucking played. Yeah. The real world rewards real work with real results. Yeah. That's the way it works. Okay. So this young man or woman, whoever this is, I don't know which, the fact that you don't have that shit, don't let that shit hold you back one minute. These people are actually held back by this belief that they already know shit. You know you don't know shit because you don't have nothing that tells you you know shit. You know what I have that tells me I know shit? I don't know. Let's look around. I know a couple things. Yeah, a couple you hundred thousand saying? square feet. That's right. I got, yeah. I got, yeah. I got 200,000 square feet right here. I got another 200 over there. I got 180 over there. I got a big motherfucking house six miles down the road with a fucking car garage. It looks like fucking the garage mahal. Okay? So like, motherfucker... I got real world evidence that, that I know a couple things, all right? But you know what I also know? I know that there's a lot more I don't know. And because I fucking know that and I'm aware of that, I, re I retain the capability to learn and improve. And when you graduate from fucking Yale and you think you're the smartest motherfucker in your whole community because you went to fucking Yale, you do not have the capacity to learn new shit, bro. And it, it actually holds these people back. So like... You know, I don't know how to break these motherfuckers. Maybe they'll listen to my show and be like, fuck, that's me. But likely not. <laughs> they're likely going to get in the comments and they're going to argue with me and tell me why I'm fucking stupid while they're broke. Yeah, actually, Andy, Yale. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, real world, real work, real results. That is it. It doesn't matter. Okay. So like you're going to learn all. Think of a job. Think of any job. I could study online how to make the fucking French fries at McDonald's. I can probably find some YouTube videos on it, all that shit. How am I going to actually learn how to do it? Do it. Doing it. Okay. I can, I can read about trying a, a, a trial in court. All right. But how am I going to get good at it? Trying it in court. Doing it. Yeah. All right. Practicing. It's all about reps, dude. And this fucking fake ass piece of paper over here that says, uh, you're a good little student over here and you, you, know, you absorbed all of our indoctrination at the highest level. So, you know, we even paid you to get indoctrinated, some of you guys. That little piece of paper holds more people back than fucking anything else because they think once they get it, they got it made. They stop learning, they stop getting better, they stop reading, they stop improving. And that's, that's an advantage for people that are very aware that they're, they're kind of lucky. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I look around and I'm like, fuck, all right, this ain't too bad for a dumb fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and like, dude, me and Hardwick have this conversation all the time. Ryan Hardwick, he's one of the most successful guys I fucking know. Drives our race car for our race team. Same age as me. Started his business the same year. Built the same shit. 
we said the joke is not too bad for a couple rednecks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. all along, bro, I had people telling me when I started my business and some people I was really good friends with, you need to finish your degree. You need to get, you need to get, take your school serious. No one's going to take you serious. Listen, if, if I have to, if, if I have to have a degree to have these motherfuckers take me serious, I don't really give a fuck about them taking me serious. Right. I just buy their fucking house. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. I'm just telling the truth. Dude. I love it. I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. So go out, fucking win, and you won't give a fuck if you have a degree or not whenever you fucking have the life that you built. And those motherfuckers will still be talking about their Yale degree, and you'll be saying, yeah, well, cool. Yeah. No one cares. I love that, man. Dude, you can learn so much more about being successful from fucking shows like this and people who have actually done it. Bro, you could go join Arate Syndicate for fucking, was it, for 300 bucks or 400 bucks a month or some shit? Right. And you're learning from real people who've done real things in a community of people doing real things. You can't get that at college. At college costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm not the only program like that. There's other programs out there for fucking, you know, for free, bro. Look at the fucking podcast that you guys have access to. Bro, I'm telling you right now, bro, there is not a fucking single instructor in the fucking entire fucking college atmosphere that could teach more about business than guys like me and my lad, Hermosi, and shit like that. There's not a single motherfucker. I'll fucking run circles around all every fucking one of them, all of them at the same time. And so will them other guys. Okay, and you're learning for free from these motherfuckers. You don't need that $200,000 debt, bro, in business and entrepreneurship. You need to listen to motherfuckers who've actually done it, observe them, role model them, and fucking copy what works and go win. I love it. I love it. Guys, do you love that? Andy University? That's yeah. what it sounds like what we need. Yeah. Well, Andy University. Fucking winner circle, bitch. <laughs> Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Andy, question number three. Andy, it feels like today's world is all about consuming information in bites and constantly switching context from one topic to the next. YouTube short videos, Instagram stories, scrolling, etc. Our brains are beginning to or most likely have been trained to only be able to focus on a simple topic for a very short period of time, likely because they want us unfocused and distracted. I find myself bored easily. Andy, how can we reprogram our minds to focus on a given task for longer periods of time? Okay, so at 30 years old, I started learning guitar, all right? And anybody who's played guitar understands that it's much easier to learn guitar when you're like four years old, okay? Yeah, right. So starting guitar at 30 years old is incredibly difficult for me. So I had to hire an instructor. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it on, online. Um, and, and I just, I wanted someone there with me. So I hired this guy, his name was Matthew. And I used to get incredibly frustrated because dude, like I like to win now. I don't want to win six years from now. You know what I mean? And he used to say to me, he'd be like, Andy, you're getting so frustrated, dude. You need to really work on your patience. You don't have any patience. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not just this, bro. It's everywhere. And he would say, you know, you know how you, how you get patience by doing things that require patience and focus is no different, nor is any other skill. How do you get discipline by doing things that require discipline? How do you get more focused by doing things that require focus? So what are you having trouble focusing on and then force yourself through that process? Reading is a tremendous way to reignite your focus skill. Okay. I want you to think about it like this. You're playing a video game, right? Madden football. And you have speed 99, strength 82, 
uh, agility, 97, right? There's all these different ratings. And, and think of that as your own life. Discipline. What's your skill level at 1 to 100? Is it, is it 90? Is it fucking 50? Can you get through a, a, a cheat? Can you get through a week of diet without cheating? So is it a 30? Like, where are you? We should always be evaluating where we are. What's my focus? Your focus right now, you're recognizing because you're aware that your focus is a little bit lower than what it should be. So you're, a, you're way ahead of everybody else because nobody else is even thinking like, fuck, dude, my focus is getting fucked up, which this is a great point, by the way, because it's true. So you have to find things that require your focus in, on, on whatever it is you're doing. And, and ironically enough, learning how to play guitar is actually a great way to hone your focus as well, because if you've never done it before, it tr- takes a tremendous amount of focus. Um, but reading is a great way to do that, to hone your focus, but also take new things in, right? So for me, I'm not a very good reader. And it's often that I can read a whole page and, and kind of be somewhere else, right? And then read the page and be like, what did I read? All right. And then if I go back and I actually focus, I find that I have almost a photographic memory where I can remember exactly the fucking what was said, like word for word, but my focus has to be turned on to reading it. So I read very slow, I concentrate, and I really try to embed what is being communicated to me through the reading. Another thing that you can do too is read old books, okay? So older books that are from like, you know, like say Napoleon Hill or Dale Carnegie, things that were written nearly a hundred years ago about personal development or anything, right? Maybe political books, whatever you want to read. Read older things because they're written in a more formal language and you actually have to focus and comprehend more than you can reading like, you know, today's way of speaking, which is garbage. Right. And I don't contribute to that (laughs) at all, you know, uh, but let's be real. Um, when you read old things, you have to focus more to really understand what's being said. So that's something that really helps as well. Eric Greitens actually is the one that taught me that, Mm. Uh, that helps a lot. Um, but generally, man, Whatever it is, whether it be your focus, whether it be your discipline, whether it be your fortitude or your grit or, or whatever, the way that you up these things is by doing things that requires those things. So what is it in your life that you have trouble focusing with, right? When was the last time you were able to put your phone down and watch a movie from beginning to end, right? Right. right. This, this is a real question. Like what, what this person is saying in the question is a real issue for people. You know, these small little 30 second, 15 second, one minute clips. I mean, we all understand there's value there, right? But it does affect our ability to think, comprehend, and process information in long form. And so you have to work on that because that is a skill. And what's great to think about is that because it's becoming more and more of a problem, if you actually have the skill set to actually read and comprehend and take in information, Think of the amount, uh, the, the sizable advantage that you have over everybody else, right? That isn't even recognizing that they're focused, that they become like little squirrels that are just focused on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So if you could actually work this into your real skill, and by the way, uh, I would consider doing 75 hard and live hard program. That is a great program for all of these skills, including focus, um, because it forces you to do things every single day that require you to make deposits into these skill sets. You can learn about it. It's free. They don't charge for it. Go listen to episode 208. It'll explain the whole program to you. Um, But that's a program that will really tune you up in all of these different ways. And dude, I can't think of a better advantage to have than be highly tuned in your discipline, your grit, 
your focus, your mental fortitude, your mental toughness, your ability to persevere, your self-confidence, because now you're doing shit these other motherfuckers just can't do, right? And you maintain that over the course of a year with this program called Live Hard, which is a year-long program. It's not year-long straight through. It's 75 days, which you guys know is 75 hard. Then three 30-day sessions, phases, throughout the year that you use to tune up, okay? And when you process this program and you do it consistently every year, that's how it's designed to do, complete it every single year, you're always running at a pretty high level. Like you don't get out of check because you're always tuning up all these skills, including your focus. So that's something that I would recommend. I recommend that to everybody for anything. Um, but just understand that the basis of this has to do with wherever you are weak, you have to put in work. And when you put in that work and do the thing that requires the weak skill, the skill will get stronger. And that's pretty much it. I love that. I want to follow up on that because uh, I know like we, we, We've talked about the documentary, uh, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the concepts that he talks about is just being present mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. How much does, how, how intentional are you with, uh, just in your daily life when it comes to focus, is, is just being present in that moment with whatever specific task is there? Do you put a lot of attention in that? Yeah, because I recognize it just like this person does. Yeah. I recognize it as a valuable skill that other people are losing, and I want to get better at it while they're losing it. So absolutely, I'm intentional about it because I have to be too, bro. Like, like for me to read, I don't read at a high level. Like, um, I don't read fast. I read very slow. But I can, I can capture the reading forever. You see what I'm saying? Like I can read a book 10 years ago and I can fucking tell you the whole book, but it's because I've trained myself to focus. Now I could do what other people do and I can read fast and kind of not get the stuff. And then I'm like, man, what did I just do? Like, what am I, what you like kind of come out of the trance and you're like, fuck, I'm seven pages. I have to go back and read them. You all. have no idea what right. you read. Yeah. So, so catching yourself when you do these things and then correcting it is a big deal too. But yeah, absolutely, dude. I think, it, look, the way I'm built, and I know a lot of you guys don't get this because like, you know, you probably think like most people think that, you know, when people have become successful, they can just chill and everything. But like, I'm built to compete, dude. And like, I want to be the best. And I want, I don't want to be the best at like just one thing. I just want to be the best. And like, I am not under any delusions that I'm the best at anything. I know I'm not the best at fucking literally anything. At every single skill set that I have, there are people better than me. Every single, I'm not. But I aspire to be that and I work to be that so that I can become the best version of me and I take that serious. And I think that my track record speaks for itself. If you've been following me for at least the last four or five years, I give everything I have to that every single day. I think it's a better way to live. I feel better when I live at a high standard of constantly trying to improve. I feel fulfilled because when I go to bed at night, I don't think, man, you know what? I really fucked this day away. Or I really, I lost today or I didn't get, you know, I, I never have those thoughts. When I go to bed, dude, it's like, yeah, all right. Got all my shit done, man. Did exactly what I wanted to do. And if you do that for long enough in your life, it's impossible not to be successful at whatever it is you're trying to do. Most people just don't even live like that. You know, most people figure out ways to get out of the work. Most people figure out ways to get through the day so that they can, you know, get to their comfort place at home and then rest for a few hours and then go do the same thing again and half-ass and hide from the work, do the minimum. Like the reason you're upset and miserable is because you're not meant to live like that. You're meant to live as someone who creates, someone who contributes, someone who achieves, someone who overcomes things 
And you're denying yourself all of those things because you're buying in to the cool kids club of a bunch of loser fucking friends that you have that think it's okay to be a fucking loser. You know? So humans are meant to fucking do great things. And so are you, any of you, any of anybody listening. And if you don't go out and try to attempt to do great things, it should be no surprise to you that you feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I.e. mental health crisis in Correct. this fucking con- country. Well, that's even a bigger topic, bro. You know, when you remove purpose from people's lives, right? When you remove identity from people's lives, when you make them feel like there's no hope in their life, they're, a, they're certainly going to have mental health issues, right? And if you look at the way that they're raising these kids for the last decade, fucking decade and a half, two decades maybe, participation trophies, okay? That's a fucking lie. You don't get rewarded in the real world for participating at all in fucking anything, okay? So it's a complete lie, all right? That's one thing where they fuck up. What happens to the fucking 20-year-old kid who gets out in the real world and thinks that they should have their ass padded because they showed up to fucking work, (laughs) okay? They get killed. It's a rude awakening. Yeah, and they some never figure it out. And those are the people that are constantly bitching about their fucking, you know, every job they have, it's the fucking job. No, bro, it's you. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Creating a situation of political correctness where people can't tell the truth without fear of repercussions from society. All right? That makes people feel like they can't even be individuals. It's weird how we preach individuality, but don't say this. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, like, dude, they've culturally trained an entire generation and a half of people to not understand the reality of reality, okay? And when you put those people out in the real world, when they've been taught all of these things that are not true in reality, they freak the fuck out. And you would too if you were taught that fucking bullshit. Like if you were taught your whole life that you're special and you're, you're gonna get rewarded for just existing and breathing air and you're gonna show up to the work and in six months you're gonna be at the top because, you know, you're you. If that's what you believe, dude, you're, you're set up for an entire destruction of your whole entire reality framework. And that's what they're doing to these people. And when these people get super frustrated, you know what they do? They turn into activists for the fucking free shit, right? This, is, this system's broke. Capitalism is fucked up. This and that and this. And then they want to take everybody else's shit because they were not equipped ever with the truth to actually how to achieve and function in reality. Okay, so there's way more to this. Like, we could do a whole fucking show on this. But the main thing is, is that most people have been lied to. Most young people have been lied to about how things actually work. And they need to unfuck themselves or they're going to get their fucking ass beat the entire... Because, dude, you can't bitch your way to a new reality, right? It doesn't matter if every single fucking 20-year-old kid or 16-year-old kid or 25-year-old kid right now fucking through a temper tantrum, there is still natural order at play. Nature is at play. And do you know what nature says? Nature says it's survival of the fittest. Nature says there's a hierarchy and there is a hierarchy in human reality as well and in business and in life. And these are things that you may not agree with, but unfortunately, it doesn't matter if you agree with them or not. They still, they still are the way they are. No different than gravity is what it is. We can argue gravity all fucking day long, bro. But if you and I walk up on the edge of the building and you walk off the edge, you're going to learn about gravity instantly. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah. So 
And and it's going to be a painful lesson. Yeah. yeah. And that's why these lessons are so painful. That's why also we have the biggest mental health, health crisis among young people that's ever existed in this country. Because they are having to learn lessons in the harshest possible way because of bad fucking intentional strategy that was designed to create generate a generation and a half so far of people who are unequipped to succeed in the real world so that they have to depend on the government to survive. And that's what this is all about. That's why it's called indoctrination. Okay. So this goes back to the question about the degree. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Same thing, man. Full circle jerk right there. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, guys, tell us what you think in the comments. Are you rolling with us? And uh, with that being said, Andy, that's all I got. Yeah, guys, you know, if you listen on audio exclusively, uh, go check us out on YouTube. A lot of people are liking it on YouTube. Uh, make sure you click subscribe and follow us there. And, uh, you know, like DJ said, let us know what you think and uh, share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed, closed.